You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bills Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. Kick off the show here. All righty, Bill's Mafia. Welcome to the Mafia Cast, part of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We've got a show lined up today. We've got a ton to get to. I'm your host, Papa Ron, with my boys here, Casey and Mike. What is going on, guys? What's up? How's it going, gentlemen? Happy to be here another week. Awesome, awesome. We've got a special guest here, Jay Spence. The King is on board with us tonight. We're going to talk a little 53-man roster, some other things going on. How's, how's it going, Spence? Hey, hey, man. Sorry I was off there. I had to. I was eating. Didn't want y'all to see me stuffing my face, but I'm good, man. How y'all doing? <laughs> good, good. We may have a surprise fifth person joining us. She was here a second ago, and then she bounced. I think maybe she got scared. She didn't want no smoke. <laughs> here we go. Nope. Oh, she saw what happened to Casey. She don't want that to happen. <laughs> to I'm gonna just throw that what's, out there. What's she gonna get? Yellow hair? It hasn't happened yet with Casey. We are. Final we are result. Insane, and the shots have been fired already. I love it. This is awesome. Uh, so. We've got, like I said, we've got a lot going on today. We have uh, Bill's final preseason game this weekend, Saturday, two-week break, and then it is time for some football. We even have college football this weekend, guys. You guys, are are any of y'all like into college football? I know, Sarah, uh, you're big into college football. Yes, I am. Hold on. She's coming. Uh, 
Yeah. That's the Can only thing me? that I that yep. yeah, that's the only oh, okay. thing that her that, that she will beat me on, like with these takes and stuff. <laughs> she about to catch this beat down. Casey gonna catch this beat down. Really, if Mike wanted, Mike can catch this beat. Mike, you're my guy. I'm like, if you want it, you could catch it this time. Okay. I'm out here passing out L's to everybody. It's happening. I'm out here like Baker Mayfield. I, I need my popcorn. You know what I'm Where, where's my popcorn? I'm out like Right. I'm just what saying, did I I'm, step into? See how it goes. We'll see how. It goes. Well, that's what it is today. I'm. I'm. All I'm doing for people today. All I'm doing for Buffalo Rumblings is passing out L's. I'm Baker Mayfield. That's it. I'm passing them out all day. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. That's oh, all man. I'm doing. I don't know. I don't think anybody can pass out better L's than him. No. Uh, we haven't seen Tua yet this year. Oh, that's true. I that's think true. It's gonna be good, man. I, th- I think we got to relax on him. I think Tua is better than we give him credit for. I, I think he is too. I just like messing with Dolphins fans. Yeah, they're, they're too. Sensitive. They're. I was going to say they're sensitive, just like we are. <laughs> so we're already getting some comments in here. Uh, Spin wants some of this. Uh, wrong Uh-oh. take, crucify you, so cut the wrong player, and you're all done. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to get, you know, trashed a few times on on my 53 <laughs> man, but that's okay. Uh, Roy wants to know if anybody's going to cut Dotson. Uh, I'm thinking probably not, but. And he also thinks that's the right take on that. Uh, so I don't know what this is. Uh, Casey did our banners here, so I'm just going to put this <laughs> up here. Well, this we had Jay Spencer King here, and we call Sarah mm-hmm. the queen of salary cap. So, I mean, I figured we have to have the king and queen. We're all free quality here. <laughs> okay, so what's the, po- the pop-around food quiz? What is this? So this, well, before the show, we were talking – Sarah and Spence, you guys have lived in New York before. Ronnie doesn't know what salt potatoes are. <laughs> That's what I'm so, saying. I, mean, like, I literally, I literally went like the whole time I was there. I was like, I can't leave without having salt potatoes. Like, I, I can't, I can't be home and not have salt potatoes. So the night before I, I left to take my son back to to college, we literally did a big huge cookout with you know. Uh, salt potatoes, sausage, you know, the the whole work, some uh, hot dogs, some uh, white hots. If you uh, need yep. to learn about white hots, please. Nice That's the only hot point. dog my son will eat. He won't touch a hot dog, but he'll, but he'll eat the white hots. But how could you not? Have, uh, you live in the salt. You live in the potato state. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, we, I know, it's so we just cook some potatoes. We add the salt if we want. I, to call them specifically just salt potatoes, no, never. No, I mean never it comes with like a bag of salt in it, like this. You, yeah. That's like, what Casey was saying. You lose an artery, but you you. You're very <laughs> and then happy. you got a, a whole stick of you butter. Just melt the whole Michael stick of butter. Mm. The bills get your like blood pressure up, and it just it flushes it back. Oh. It, <laughs> it's so oh, oh, it's it's so good. So I it so just maybe. But how much do you love it? <laughs> it's the best. But how it's much? Just like that donut thing I saw you put up on Twitter the other the, a couple of days ago. The donut <laughs> hamburger. Yeah. Hamburger, oh whatever it was. Yeah, whatever that was, the honey bun burger. No. Those are things that, you know, we have to try. You can't knock things until you try them. <laughs> I'm just saying this coming in a bag of salt just sounds like something my doctor would immediately tell me. You should probably think twice. Uh, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, they yeah. do. But, I mean, you only half listen to doctors. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, my doctor would say the same thing about the sandwich. So. <laughs> True. True. 
Yeah, I, no, I, I ate just, all potatoes and then I died anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. You only live once. For, for people who don't know, I grew up in New Mexico, actually. Furthest from Idaho, from New York. I, nothing to do with any of those those places. Um, so I, it's talk Mexican food all day long, and I got you there. But salt potatoes, <laughs> that's a new one for me. Dude's uh, never had them, chicken riggies. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess maybe I have to try a few things when I come up there in a few weeks, right? For yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm getting a tour to New York. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, we'll just get him a we'll get him a garbage plate. He'll be set. He'll have one of everything on it. So. I won't eat one of those. And I grew up right outside of Rochester. Yeah. I can't nope, stand it. I think it's disgusting. Blech. Oh my god. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> well, me and Mike Too are also much. fat guys, so yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a little bit of an eating problem. <laughs> I just hope I can come back to Idaho after revisiting Buffalo and not have a heart attack before I get home. <laughs> nah, you're staying. Papa. All right. I so that was the quiz. Not really a quiz, but we're educating Ronnie on salt potatoes, everyone. So. Yeah, it's more like a food education. <laughs> Anyone can yes. join in and bash him for not, not knowing. <laughs> All right, let's get into some football, some Bills football, and, and kind of talk about that first. Um, mm. Let's. I don't know why that's not even in here, but let's back up really quick to last weekend. I know it's kind of been beaten and, and talked about a lot, but uh, first of all, let's start with Spence. What was your your takes from that game? Are you did you come away with concerns or more of a it's preseason? We'll move on. I miss Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> yeah, that's my takeaway. I miss I, Tremaine Edmonds. We could talk about offense not looking good. I think um, everything that I heard from. You know, Steve Tasker yesterday makes sense. I think it's true. I think the Bills, offensively, they're ready. And I think they just went into this game unprepared because they're looking forward to week one. And I think they just looked ahead of the, the preseason. And I think they could care less. But on defense, I don't care how you try to spin that, whether they're ready or not. Dude, we need it. We need it. I miss Tremaine Evans. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, kind of the same. Um, I was, I'm not going to say I miss one specific player as of right now. It's because I thought the whole game was just trash. Um, you know, I I couldn't watch the game on Saturday. I had to, I had to catch it um, as a replay. Even the, the people that were online saying, you know, at least Josh had a good game. At least, you know, Gabe had a, a – you know, yes – Josh and Gabe had the one, you know, uh, connection that ended up getting called back. But I don't think anyone really had a great game at all on Saturday. So there wasn't too many positives um, until the second half. But, you know, that's you're going against, you know, third and fourth and, you know, stringers and, you know, undrafted people that are not going to be on a team in another week. So, you know, I didn't find too many positives at all between the penalties and the way we played. You know, I'm I'm just glad that game's over with, and I hope we can see something a little bit better this weekend. Mm-hmm. Spence says Torrance had a great game in Kincaid. I, I know, I think the Cover One guys put up something the other day where PFF rated his performance like a fifty something. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was rated bad. Um, I yeah. I went through a lot of the the all twenty two, and like I was watching a lot on Torrance. He had a he had a decent game, but there were sometimes um you know, that he, he didn't look great, but he did save um, Spencer Brown once or twice, just to let you know. So that's <laughs> a positive. If we want to say a positive. 
I'm really shocked about- that Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm just shocked that your assessment after looking at that, even that with Josh, is what it is. Because to me, Josh, uh, obviously he wasn't perfect. I was upset that he ran around in the backfield. Like well, Th- no. That's not on Josh, though. It's, no, I, it's I, I preseason. It. No, it is on Josh. It's preseason. Don't run around the field three times. Oh, God. Times I was yelling at no, him, yeah, like, get, what are you like, doing? <laughs> yeah. But to your point, he didn't have time. I agree with you there. But um, other than that play, I, I saw nothing wrong with what Josh did. Like, when he did have time, it was a completion. When he didn't have time, he created some extra time to at least not catch a sack. And, you know, so I I, I really I, I, I'm very upset and disappointed that he's going to play this weekend. I'm very disappointed that he's playing this weekend. I kind of figured he was going to anyways, though, because of, you know, the injuries and everything with Matt Barkley. So they kind of felt like he yeah. probably had to play a little bit, um, which is I actually think is a good thing. I um, not that he's playing, but that. um uh, that Kyle has to play most of the game. Um, you know, it's going to give him at least a little bit of reps with, uh, you know, several of the, the guys. And we can see what he's, you know, capable of if ever needing to be out there for a whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I should. I don't... I, I'm sorry. I was just going to say about Josh. I, I probably shouldn't put it on Josh, but he I mean, there wasn't too much out there. That was was positive, and he was just frustrated as all hell. So, and you could see it. So, yeah. you know, I probably shouldn't say that he didn't have a good game. He just, lo- you know, looked as uh, frustrated as we probably all felt. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of that probably had to do with the penalties, like three in a row, back to back to back oh at one point. Yeah, you finally um, make a play, and then it's coming back. Yeah, every yeah. time, every time. Yeah. Well, so since we already kind of talked about the starters playing on Saturday. We'll go ahead and kind of move into that because I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on last week's game because it is preseason and it's already been talked about. But for this weekend, I guess I don't really have a problem with the starters playing, but I wouldn't have cared if they didn't either. Uh, there's a lot of teams, including the Chiefs. Mahomes has played every single game so far and quite a bit, actually. Um, there was uh, the Broncos. I've seen uh, Wilson and their starters get out there quite a bit. Uh, so hmm. it's not out of the norm. But at the same time, like last year, Josh Allen didn't really play much in the preseason. They came out just fine. So I don't think there's really a lot of benefit either way. But, Spence, you kind of already made it, you know, your opinion known on this. But, Casey, what do you think about the, those guys playing out there? And, and should they, should they not? How long? What do you think? I So, I mean, last year Josh played, what, what was it, the first half of the second game, I think, and tore it up. I mean, he looked – he was a man on fire. And – then it was like, yeah, oh, my God, they're fine. There's no reason to play him in the third game. You know, it, they're clearly clicking on all cylinders. Then last week happens, and it looks like, I mean, it looks like the Bills were back to the drought Bills. You know, that's what we all, that's me, Mike, and Ronnie, that's what we all said to each other. And it it was just one of those, the sky was falling things, you know, like just where everything was going wrong, like that. no, no matter you know, and it's kind of the way Mike and I felt for the Bengals game. Um, but I'm I'm fine with it. You know, just let him get a couple of reps. You know, just just manage it. Let him get ten. Let him get ten plays, just like the defense did that first uh, preseason game, and then pull him out of there. You know, just just let him get a little taste, have a little, little bit of success, and have a better taste going into their mouth going into week one. Yeah, uh, they could. I mean, they could obviously use the work. Uh, there was. Um... I do, I do want to talk about this, this individual, uh, Vandemark. I've heard quite a bit about him as of late. 
What do you guys think? And, and Sarah, I'll start with you. What do you think about Vandermark? How much have you seen of him? Do you think he might potentially be a, a tackle starter down the road? So I actually um, had seen quite a few people start to put him as the the backup to um, to Dawkins, even over um, Tommy Doyle. So when Tommy Doyle, you know, over over the um, the first two preseason games, preseason games, he was coming in before Tommy was. Um, so I noticed that and kind of put two and two together with what I had been hearing. So when Tommy went um, down, a lot of people, you know said well he he was kind of at risk of of whether or not he would even have made the team because so many people have you know vandermark up there above him so um you know there's a lot more people that are are qualified of looking at his his technique and everything else a lot more um you know of those people have been saying that he has shown you know huge strides over the last uh year and a half so uh, I like it. You know, if I don't know if he can be a starter on, on this Steve, you know, on this uh, offense, whether or not he can play the right side, let's find out maybe. Um, but I, you know, I think Dawkins is, is kind of here to stay for a while. So. Mm. Can I ask everybody yeah, a question? I, I, go ahead. Let one to 10, how worried is everybody about the right tackle situation or, the, or the tackle situation as a whole? I'm, Which I'll lead us into our next topic, tackle. but I'll yeah. go first. I'll I'll say I would say coming into the season, I was kind of like at a at a four or five. Like I wasn't all that worried. Um, two preseason games. Um, and you know we're losing, you know, some backups. Um, obviously Shell, you know, isn't too, too much of a concern that that we lost. And then Tommy, they're saying was going to be our you know third string, you know. So maybe I shouldn't worry as much as I am, but I will say it's, it's went up, it, um, you know, watching Josh and, and Kyle and Matt run for their lives almost on every single snap is not, you know, doesn't feel good. And I also was hoping that this line was going to make, you know, it easier for, for, uh, for cook to get extra yards and um, not saying that the running game hasn't looked, hasn't looked fine. Cause it definitely has. Um, but I am, more concerned now i'd probably say a seven so i went up from like a five to a seven okay or mike i I it's hard to put a number on it i mean just kind of worried kind of not worried not not the biggest worry the penalties is is really what killed it for me the the game um i like spence talked about you know it's preseason they're looking forward to week one but it's like you you still got that competitiveness and you you still want to win a game you know, you got to go out there and show what you got. Um, as far as Vandemark, yeah, you got to – he's got to get his reps. You know, with Doyle's out now, he's he's next guy up or whatever. Like Sarah said, some people putting him ahead of him. He's got to get his reps in. Um, the starters playing, we, we got to see him. We got to see him do what they do. For me, that that would build huge confidence in me. I, I think we got to we got to get the ball rolling here. We got to we got to show that we could play before week one, you know. Um and just get it done. Pop Ron? Yeah. Spence, what do you think? Uh, you want me to read the comment or just answer the question? I'm sorry. No, just a question. <laughs> uh, so for me, I'm, I'm at like eight and a half. Like I'm, I'm up there. I feel like, you know, it's some might feel like it's an overreaction to be concerned about the right tackle. Like Spence says here in the comment. And then some 
are extremely concerned, like me. And the reason why I'm extremely concerned is because we already went through a season of Josh Allen um, running for his life basically every game. He had to be Superman every game. If he wasn't Superman, then the Bills didn't win. Now, granted, we barely lost. But, you know, at some point, you want to be able to protect Josh Allen. You want to be able to, like Sarah talked about, you want to be able to let James Cook actually get free. Whatever running back is in the game, you want to let them get free. I do like some of the concepts that I saw with uh, Dawson Kincaid and Dawson Knox, what they're doing with both guys on the field at the same time. I, I love, actually. I know there's a lot of talk about how Dawson Kincaid is not like a great blocker and they're going to expect to see some improvement in that area from him. But from what I've seen so far, he is nothing that's like jumped off the screen, but it's been enough to be effective. And I, and to me, as long as you can be effective, if you can put a body on guys just to spring a James Cook, just give him an inch. Cause you give a guy like James Cook an inch and he's going to get first down. It happens. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm actually very encouraged about a lot of things, but when it comes to that offensive line, that right tackle position for me, man, I'm, I'm actually very concerned. Sarah talked about you got a rookie bailing out your right tackle. That's not like, that's just not, it shouldn't happen. I get it. We drafted him where we did. Some people feel like he was the best guard in the draft. We got a hell of a value, you know, from where we drafted him. Cause some thought he should have been gone in the first round and you know, whatever, discuss, however you want to talk about how good he is, is whatever. He should not be bailing out his right tackle in his first first or second action as a rookie in the NFL at, in preseason football. He should not be – like, if he was the one making mistakes, I could understand saying, it's, oh, Spencer had him. You know, I could, I could see you saying, well, Mitch had him. He's a rookie. You're going to expect some growing – he shouldn't be bailing out a guy that's been in the league now for a couple of years. What – that's just me. And maybe I'm starting to get fed up with certain things, but I feel like the mediocrity that we put on the field when it comes to the offensive line is just, it's embarrassing to me. You know, when you have a guy like Josh Allen, this elite at this stage of his career in his prime, you got to protect him. And then you see last year, what happens in the pocket, not when he's scrambling, not when he's running over guys and, and hurdling people, but in the pocket, you see his elbow get messed up because he wasn't protected. He didn't have enough time against the jets. I need to see them protect my quarterback. You just spent a, what, a quarter of million dollars on this guy or billion dollars on this guy. Protect him. Like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Which leads us into kind of our, one of the things we want to talk about uh, Casey and I and Mike and I were talking about this earlier in the week. Is it time for the bills to consider? Obviously we can't do that this year, but next year blow up the offensive line, including Dawkins, including Morris and just start from scratch. We've seen the chiefs do that. We saw the Bengals do that. And at this point, I, like for me, when I hear talk about Deion Dawkins, I'm like, yeah, he's a good left tackle. But there still always seems to be every single year the question, yeah, he's a good ta left tackle, but there's always a but with him. And he's never just a solid tackle that you don't have to worry about. He still gets beat. He's not elite, in my, in my opinion. Um, and he's getting paid like it. There's a lot of – and Morris even. I just feel like for what they're paying in this offensive line, they're not getting the job done. And I think – and you guys can agree or disagree – it needs to blow up the line outside of Torrance, obviously keep him around, but I think the rest of the other four spots need to be put on notice for next season. Yeah. What really killed me for uh, Brown was like the penalties in this past game. Didn't he have like a couple on, on the same drive? We had two, yeah, two right in a row. Yeah. Had two, uh, hold, yeah. Like, it was just two, it was two holding or holding in a false start. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, 
Can we get it together, man? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know there's been a lot of talk for uh, Jason Peters. Uh, What is he like? I don't know, 63 years old or something like that. Yeah. And and 41 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, bring him in, I guess. And let's see what, if if he, if he still has it or or even remotely, I'm not a hundred percent like out on uh, Spencer yet, just because throughout training camp, the OTAs preseason games up to this point, he hasn't been terrible, but again, I got kind of go back to the, he hasn't been terrible, but, there's still some issues, and it's, it seems that way across the board. Would you guys blow up this line next year and just start from scratch? Well, I'll go next. Um, I, okay, I was going to say, I don't know if I would necessarily blow up the whole line. Um, I think Mitch Morris is is getting up there. He's, what, uh, 30 um, and has had the concussions. So, um, but Isn't he's 30? like the most. I thought he was like 28. Go ahead. I'll look at where you're going. I, I, thought he was... I think he's older than 30. No, no, I see, think he's I thought 29 he was, I thought he was young. 30. No, you know what? He's 31. Okay. He's 31. Yeah. I, and and so, I was confused because I thought he was – remember, Sarah, we thought he was I, – I was like, When I found out how old he was, he was, I was like, yeah. I thought he was a lot older Um, because just even his demeanor and the way he, he speaks. But, um, you know, looking at him with his concussions and everything – I think that we could let um, we could have gotten out of the contract this year too for you know pretty much minimal uh, dead cap for um, for Morris. I don't know necessarily that we move on from him, but I we definitely need to start focusing on on who's going to be the next Mitch Morris, which a lot of people think is going to be Bates. They think that he's yeah. going to step in and be the starting you know center moving forward. Um, McGovern is hurt right now, so you know we're going to quickly figure out whether or not, you know, Edwards can be um, a starter and, you know, in the, um, on the line. So there's going to be little things. I think that we obviously need to look at right tackle first and foremost, um, and then start moving on. If we let Dion go next year, I believe we split his, um, you know, what's remaining. So it's like seven and a half and seven and a half. So dead cap is seven and a half. And then, um, and then uh, we would save seven and a half. So, oh, so someone is asking. So pretty yeah. much, um, you know, if yeah. they if, if they're not happy with him, do they move on? Possibly. But it's still a lot of money, um, you know, to to walk away from. Yeah. According to Spot Track, uh, 2024 dead cap is five million. Twenty five cap would be two point eight. The 2024 cap savings would be ten point three. So you're talking what roughly three million that they would save. Uh, Mitch Morris was significantly more. There is zero cap space, or I'm sorry, three million cap space in 2024, uh, and the team would save eight and a half million. So I, I, I don't know. That seems like a lot of money to me that maybe they could spend elsewhere. Uh, I, I haven't really looked at the, as far as the the college ranks yet, and what who may be coming out next year, and what that offensive line talent might look like. But it's just. Like Spence said, it's embarrassing. It's getting frustrating year after year after year. We're talking about the same thing, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Um, And I'm ready to not talk about that anymore. What do you think, Casey? I thought that Mitch Morris might have actually been gone this year because we could have gotten out of his um, contract. I thought there was a possibility that we would move Morris and have Bates step in and start being – the Josh, the center, and immediately start Torrance and McGovern at guard. Um, and I thought that was going to happen just because of cap space. And 
next year I'll probably go into the offseason thinking the same thing just because it's cap space and he's getting older and we have somebody who is able maybe well we don't know if he's able yet but ready to try to step in and take us and uh, be the next center um in Ryan Bates you know and if that if that's the case and we have McGovern said in the entire set of both guards yeah I mean we really have one issue to worry about like real bad issue to worry about and that's just right tackle Deion, i'm willing to give you know, a little bit of wiggle room here because he is like to me just your average your average tackle you know i mean he has his above average moments but he like ronnie and spence said i mean he gets beat sometimes you know but all players get beat so i'm just really worried about right tackle at this point i think spencer brown would be the perfect backup swing tackle for a football team, I just don't know if he's this a full time starter in the NFL. Yeah, uh, Spin says yeah. Or I'm sorry, Spin says yeah. Let's just get rid of our best alignment for no reason. The reason is simple: this line is not cutting it, and they haven't cut it for years. And the constant of that line has been Mitch Morris and Dawkins, and it's still a problem every year. Uh, I would have no problem moving on and rebuilding this line uh, going into next year, but. Um, Let's let's move on. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about the Chiefs for just a quick moment. We, we wanted to talk about it last week. We ran out of time. There are some things with Kansas City that I wasn't aware of, but we talked about this last year. Uh, Tyreek Hill gone. Can Patrick Mahomes get it done with a cast of wide receivers? You know that are maybe wide receiver two and threes. He proved obviously he can. This year they have a new OC, new receivers again potentially two starting rookie linemen, offensive linemen. Uh, do you think that there's a point maybe where the Chiefs can almost take Mahomes for granted and say, well, it's Mahomes, he'll cover up any deficiencies? And do you guys think the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs still? Or should maybe fans kind of look at them and think, well, maybe there's maybe there'll be a little bit of a decline this year? Spence, you can go first. I'll let you go first this time. Uh I have no reason to feel like there's going to be any decline with the Kansas city chiefs. Um, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and Andy Reid as coach, <laughs> there's like, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter who else shows up. You know, I hate to say it that way, but the guy is just that good. Both of them, you know, they're both just that good defensively. It doesn't matter if their defense is top five or bottom five, they're still going to be in games every game at the end of the game they're going to win their division they're probably going to win the conference right. and you know it, they yeah i don't i don't i'm not concerned at all like if i was a chiefs fan i wouldn't be concerned at all if i was them but does that hurt them at all any little bit just having so many new players in no not no it, it may hurt like that first couple of weeks where it looks and every year they because now they do the same thing like the Patriots used to do right like as a Bills fan yes, I used to get do. excited in the beginning of the season when Tom Brady would come out and they would lay an egg <laughs> like it would be the worst game yeah like just worst game it would be like and it, they would be playing against a team that you know they should just like destroy and they lose it's like 20 to like last year when the Chiefs lost to the Texans or they barely beat the Texans <laughs> I think or something like that and yeah, lost like, to the Colts Lost to the coach. So, like, they'll have a game like that, and we get excited. And it's like, oh, and then all of a sudden, then Mahomes has an MVP uh, season, and he's, like, throwing 55 touchdowns and 20,000 yards in a year. <laughs> and it's, I don't think it hurts someone, but honestly, I think they just the first few weeks, they're going to have to kind of figure some things out, see how things go, and then they're going to take off like they normally do. 
I wish we could just do that. Yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> fix, <laughs> fix the old line and we might be able to. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the offensive line. They're also without Chris Jones currently still. He hasn't signed a deal. Uh, and the Chiefs have shown in the past that they don't really care who you are. They're not going to pay you what, you know, they, they'll kick you to the curb like they did with Tyreek Hill. I do personally think that Chris Jones is probably a little more important to the team than what Tyreek Hill was because of Mahomes. Uh, Chris Jones is that defense. And I, you know, without having being able to generate that pass rush, um, the defense, I think, could be susceptible to getting beat. But to your point, they have the offense, they have Mahomes, and they'll always keep up and keep stay in the games. But, uh, and I think that's uh, the way they look at it is with Mahomes, they can always score that extra touchdown. So, you know, why pay, um, you know, why pay Chris Jones when they don't really need as much of a defense as some of these, you know, some other teams do was probably, you know, I'm not saying that that's exactly what they're thinking, but it could be, they're going to probably try to play hardball for a while with him. That's a really good point. I didn't really think about it like that. I mean, playing defense I mean, just with offense, you know, just purely scoring more, you know, focusing on that and well, and allocating, um, more money to the offensive side and not necessarily worrying so much about the defensive. That's, I didn't think, never thought about but it like that before. They didn't, they're not really allocating more money to the offensive side of the ball though. They, none of the receivers are making a ton of money. Right. They're just uh, saving across the board, right? Yeah. They're running backs. They don't pay them anything. I'm not sure what the offensive line. I'm, I think well, those they guys just are paid one of their tackles, highly, but, like 20 million a year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. They did. So and maybe John, that's what we need uh, to do. Stop paying the Ed Olivers what, of the world $10 million and put that on the offensive line. Shouldn't have paid him anyway. Oh, you, you just spiked <laughs> Spencer's blood pressure like that donut. Yeah, I know. I know. I'd like to see a tackle in the second round next year or something. No, we don't keep we don't we don't hit on second and third rounders. <laughs> that's why I've been that's why I've been She's not wrong. For, for well, what was Torrance picked? I mean he was he, I feel like he's he was working. second round. He was he, he was supposed out. to be a first rounder. That yes, we got right. in the second round. Well, but he might be like, like the that. first. I, but he I might be like the better. first second rounder that I that I'm really excited about. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Like, well, I mean, you do a good I, job. I, of we we did get James Cook in the second round as well. We did. I'm I'm excited about him too. But to this point, what has he done to make you say he's a for sure home run hitter? Like last year, he was he part of the 500 yards as a rookie. Between the tackles, when nobody said he could run between the tackles. Okay. What? Like I've seen, I've seen rookie uh, running hey. backs. I'm just saying, at this point now, the way guys come out of college, I've seen rookie running backs go for a thousand yards. I've seen rookie wide receivers oh. go for twelve hundred. So I'm just saying, we haven't seen James. Cook. I love. I'm, this isn't a diss. What I'm saying is though, we haven't seen anything yet that says like, oh, this second round pick was a knockout. Like it, this was a home right. run for sure. I think he will be, but right now he ain't, he ain't did shit. I'm sorry, he ain't nothing. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to <laughs> get your show. He hasn't you, done do nothing. I got, worth, I got you. Do you think a tackle is worth our first pick next year then? Yes. Yeah. Depends tackle on or a wide who's receiver. coming out. Yeah. I was going to say, Depends what if we, I mean, out. what if we can't sign Gabe? What if we don't sign Gabe? I can't, don't. Then I is say it, don't right, then, package all of our picks together and go up to the first or second pick of the, the draft and, and get them, grab, get them, grab Marvin you know, Harrison. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're all on board. We're all on we're board. Get them. Ourselves we're here. Go all get on board. on that. 
<laughs> Give anybody uh, no, anything Madden. they need. Well, it's not Madden. That's not realistic. It's not going to happen. Brandon Bean tries to, <laughs> he tries to be too smart, and he's like, we got to do things to build for the – man, you go get a Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with a Stephon Diggs and Dawson Kincaid. God. What, you just said you guys Dawson said, Kincaid. Yeah. We're going to have yeah, to yeah, – You know what I mean. <laughs> That's you know the second I mean. time you said I'm Dawson Kincaid. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. It's, if it, Bean it, did it, do something it, like it, that, to me. would Bill's mind like really riot? I mean, if he gave up, you know, two like this year's one, next year's one, next year's two, and the following years two to get up to like you know, say pick three to get Harrison. Like, I think all five of us would be on board, and I mean, freak out like little schoolgirls. But like, do. You, would people be that mad about wait, like yeah, leveraging the future? People willing to give up two first rounds for you know to move up to make sure we got Bijan yeah. and I mean that and that <laughs> yeah. was a running back. So <laughs> I, I think that there's going to be pissed off people. You're never going to you know make everybody happy. It's always going to be no. one thing or another. But you know well, Stefan Diggs is getting older. We don't know if yeah. we're going to you know be able to to sign Gabe Davis and you have this one person who is going to be you know, the, the Justin Jefferson's of, you know, or the Devonte Adams, he's going to be one of those type of, of players. And I, I, you know, I hate that Arizona might actually get him because it just absolutely sucks that Kyler Murray is going to have that type of receiver and, and he doesn't deserve it. And the thing is too, when <laughs> and, you I agree there, yeah, and waste it again. Well, this is like we know he's in college now. This isn't LeBron James coming out of high school, but this is Carmelo Anthony, like at Syracuse. <laughs> so, like, we don't know. I mean, like, that's how good this receiver yeah. is. He's yes. not like, no, we're not going to compare him to, to you know, whoever your top two of all time. You know, we're not, we're not going to put him there, but he's damn sure going to be in that top eight, top 10 conversation if he plays this way. Like, so when you have a quarterback like Josh, you go and get that guy. Like, what does it take to get that kind of guy to pair with my quarterback? That's the type of that's the type of G- and I love Brandon Bean. We've we've all loved him now for the past half decade, and, and I think we give him his accolades, and I think we give him his flowers properly. But man, just for once, like, do you see what do you see what Philly's doing? They Buying everybody, and they, yeah. and they said, "Yo." They said, "Man, forget this. We're really going all in." Why are they trying to get Jonathan Taylor? You don't need Jonathan Taylor. You got you got 17 starting running backs on your roster. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, who here remembers the last time Buffalo gave up a couple of first round picks for to move up and got a receiver? I do. I do. Sammy who, who wasn't that grab? good. Sammy Watkins wasn't as good as Harrison, man. No. And it, I'm not saying I'm not no I'm not saying Harrison is at that level because I think Harrison's going to be a phenomenal a receiver in this league, but I just remember when that happened and the fan base for the most part was on board. I heard, you know, analysts saying he's the next Jerry Rice. He's this, he's that. Everybody's so excited. And he's been on about 23 out of 32 teams now since then. And yeah. Um, Let me ask you this. But, would you take, would you package uh-oh. together AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham and Kair Elam to move up and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes. No. Dude, I'd give you my yeah, left say no. Yeah? You say yes. The reason why I ask uh, that, it's essentially, it's our last first rounder. It's a couple second rounders. And then you can swap 
next year's first rounder. So that's two first rounders, two second rounders. We haven't been hitting on our first and second round hit picks. When you know you have a guy, man, I don't, I'm just a guy right now where I'm like, look, we have a window with the talent that we have. You go and get a sure thing to so win. Go like win. available take, not, not uh, needs. Man, it's Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison, Harrison is a need. True. If he's there, he's yeah, a need. I mean, True. I mean, we we need a wide receiver because again, we don't know if we're re-signing Gabe yet, and and Steph is getting up there, you know, in age. So we're not going to have him for you know forever. Um, but with the line um, issue, is it worth it if he doesn't even have time? But we have no clue. If if you have a um, an offensive tackle. Do I say move up to top five to get him and have to, you know, give away three, you know, three other first rounders? No, because if we had a no, because <laughs> how many offensive tackles don't they don't, you know, work in the NFL once they get out there? Everyone thinks that they're amazing, and then they go into the NFL and they look like crap. Yeah. No, I, but... I go get him. I know the comments is yelling at me saying it's it, that I'm stupid. <laughs> And not to trade away our future outside of quarterback. I'm going to tell you, you got the quarterback. So at this point, it's not worrying about trying to get a future with a quarterback. Now it's about the best future with your quarterback. You go and get the wide receiver that you know. You go and get that dude, man. You just go and do it. Agreed. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> but we have Shakir. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> We'll go ahead and jump into the 53-man roster uh, conversation here with that one uh, since we're – I knew we are going to kind of fly through this episode with the conversations. But I know, first of all, in case I'm going to give you the floor because I know in my 53 I left somebody out that you don't agree or maybe you do agree but your heart says no. But it's your floor. Go for it. What you got? How the hell can you keep Boogie Basham and not A.J. Epinesa? I just, from what, from what we've seen so far in both their careers, I mean, Evans has given us way more and has been way more consistent than Boogie. And I know they've both been dealing with like becoming pros, like dealing with like getting their body configured right. Um, I mean, when Evanessa came in, they had him lose a whole bunch of weight, and then they had him put him back on, had him put some weight back on. And last year, he, you know, he said it was the first year that he kind of felt like normal, comfortable back in his own skin like he did in college. And he had his best year as a pro, you know, getting six and a half sacks. And and I think it was like 35% of the snaps or something like that. Um, I think that, I mean, he's he's exactly what you're looking for in like a, in a defensive end three um, or four. You know, he can fill out – he fills in on both sides of the ball. We've seen him play a little a little bit of, on the interior when the Bills go with a funky uh, defensive line look. Um, I just I, – I really like A.J. Appanessa. I don't think he's shown everything he can do, and I, I think he has a higher ceiling than Boogie Basham. So that was my biggest gripe with your uh, article, your 53-man article. That's all I got. Sarah, what do you think? Boogie Basham um, or Vanessa? Between that, those two, I actually have both of them making um, the team unless we end up trading one of them um, until Von Miller comes back. I think that we'll um, we'll keep, you know, the four um, – excuse me, we'll keep five on the, the line, and then when, uh, when Von comes back, one of them is going to be gone. But hopefully – 
that's three or four games into the season where, you know, we can show off something and we have a, we have a trade candidate. Spence? Mm -hmm. I say both of them. I knew it. So, <laughs> the 53 man that I put together for the defensive ends, I do have to keep him five, which is Miller, Greg Rousseau, Floyd, Shaq Lawson, and Boogie Basham. It's for me, it's simple. Uh, we're Epinus is what four years in, three, three, four years in. Yeah, he has to be number four. His best, he had his best season last year. But I think we've seen the ceiling for me personally. I don't, I don't think he's going to be much more than what he is now. With Boogie Basham, he's coming into year three. Year three is typically when, if a player is going to break out, that's most of the time that's when it's going to happen. He has played well in practice. He's, he's made some plays in the preseason games. Um, I think that there's still a world where he might, you know, maybe be that guy. Uh, I think he was a third rounder, right? Epinesa or Boogie? No, uh, Boogie. Uh, Boogie was a three. No, yeah, Boogie was a two. He was a two. Second or second or third? He was, he was, he was a second two because, because we did we went first. right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's where I stand with it. I've just I, I think I've seen enough of Epinesa. It's the same thing we keep hearing about some of the other players on this roster. Like, oh, one more year. It, let's see how he develops this season. Let's see what happens with him in this game. And I'm just over it. Let's move on from him. Plug in the next person and see if he can do it. Personally, yeah, I feel like see, I guess my point is line players anymore. Just go to free agency for defensive line players because we're all the guys we sign are better than the guys we draft. Except for yourself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, Spence? What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I love Greg Rousseau, and I think last year was his best year, um, you know, especially when Vaughn was healthy. But, again, same thing, same question that I asked about Cook. Have we seen a season yet from Greg Rousseau that you're just like, yep, that's first round talent jumping off the screen right there. Like we haven't, I, I don't, I don't even have, is there a Greg Russo game? Kansas you know how like the Kansas city game, it would either be the Miami game, say the Kansas city game where he got the interception or his first game against Miami where he got like two sacks and like whatever it was, you know, 10 plays or okay. something. But well, I'll give you that. And, you know, I get what you're at saying. Least, at least Ed Oliver has like, he has like two Thanksgiving games, you know, it's like, oh, Ed, he showed up big <laughs> on Thanksgiving. But I just I just feel like and when you look at, at on and only he, and and he's in his second year. Oliver's been playing for four or five seasons now. And and the same thing with Oliver. Let's wait till we see next season. Maybe he'll do better under. Can't wait anymore. We already paid him. I'm tired of hearing so this, this year. I said it in the chat earlier when we were I talking. Know. I was like, every year, uh, it, you know, AJ Epinesa is going to have a breakout season, and I'm just tired of it. Like he's been breaking out ever since he came into the league. When are you going to come out the closet, man? Just, just come on out. It's cool. I do Everybody's think Espinosa is the one that once, um, once Vaughn comes back, I think that he'll be the odd man out. Um, Shaq, we can let go and then put on the practice squad because he's a veteran. Um, as Epinesa has four years already. I think this, going, I, this is his last year. Yeah. This is so his last year. We really don't have that flexibility with anybody else. So um, that could be the, the, you know, the other thing, but um, I definitely, you know, definitely have Groot and, and Floyd um, out there and then Vaughn and then Boogie and AJ are going to just be in Shaq are going to be um, kind of on the team until, 
Vaughn comes back, and then one of them is yeah. going to be the odd man out. And just for the record, because I'm seeing how people are, are accepting my Groot comments there, I'm not saying that I don't want Groot on his team or that he's a bad player. I'm saying I have not seen yet. Like, okay, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. He's not knockout-the-park first-round talent where you're like, we got to st- – when you, when you see teams draft certain guys, like last year, you remember – I'm just trying to think of a guy that – you remember when you saw when the Vikings drafted Justin Jefferson and then it was just like, man, why can't we draft a guy to come out his first year and be like mm-hmm. last year the Jets drafted two guys. Two. Yeah. Why can't we draft a guy in conversation for defensive because, of the year? Because they sucked enough to get them both in the top seven, top eight picks. That's why. Yeah, that that goes back to Brandon Bean saying, I don't ever want to suck enough to get it like back into the top five. I mean, think about it. If Joe Burrow never got hurt his rookie year, they don't get they don't get Jamar Chase. No, there's no way there's no way they stay top five. And like the Bengals might not be at all what they're being. But I like I get what you I I get what you're saying. But I mean, we can't force our way up there, force them to fall. I'm just saying yeah. there's other teams that we've seen be aggressive to do things, whether it's work short term and not long term or however you want to look at it. We've seen teams be aggressive when they've had windows. And I just feel like at this current rate, I know last year we did we we went out and we got Vaughn, but I just don't see us being aggressive. You look at what the Jets are doing, man. They went out. They ha- they are aggressive. They have a very good roster. They've done everything. They did. Then they went out and then they signed Dalvin Cook. You look at what Miami's doing. Miami's trying to trade for Jane, for uh, Jonathan Taylor. For what? Again, they don't need him, but they're being aggressive because they're like, look, we got this window. Let's try to get it done. The Buffalo Bills are, are resting. I think the, I think Kincaid is a great pick, but we're resting on the fact that we just believe that he – now, hopefully, this is that first guy that well, we have where I'm well, like, we got a rookie of the year contender, hopefully. Did we did we not just talk about the Chiefs and that's basically what they do with Mahomes? They figure we got Mahomes, so we can we don't need to be aggressive. We'll draft all these players, uh, and they'll contribute. Hopefully, we have some rookies that contribute this year. But I, the whole the Chiefs had seven rookies in the Super Bowl. Kind of take is getting old because uh, yeah, it's an anomaly that does that doesn't happen. But I'm not somebody who wants to like look at the Rams. Yeah, they got the Super Bowl, but they've been crap since then. And they their future is not very bright. They're talking about potentially trading away um, Cooper Cup. There's been rumors that teams have called them trying to get Matthew Stafford, or, they, or I'm sorry, them shopping Matthew Stafford. Is it to you worth mortgaging the future potentially for one Super Bowl now? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'd say yeah. Yes. Is, is everybody Sarah? saying yes? <laughs> I. I want one before I die. I feel like <laughs> at this point in time, I'm going to get greedy. Once once we have one, I'm going to get greedy. I'm not going to say that I'm going to be satisfied. Right. I'm going to want more, but one. I just want that one. I want that but first one. one. But if you have one of the best rosters in the league for 20-plus years, you're going to get one in that time frame, right? Maybe. I would rather have that hope of every single you don't year know that. the next 20-plus years. The Chargers, when they had Philip Rivers, had one of the best, I mean, top to bottom, best rosters almost every single year. And I mean, offensively and defensively. They had I was going to say, remember, remember when they were first in both offense and defense and missed the fuck, the, the playoffs? 
Ooh. so uh, <laughs> it's you good, you, you good. <laughs> but, but yeah no i'm just saying like <laughs> so so look you can you can be you can be that good cuz i mean look at aaron rodgers aaron rodgers man has one super bowl for his career yeah. he goes to the jets and now new york is is praising god and worshiping like they're going to you know, gonna ha- win five Super Bowls in a row now with this guy that's won one for his career. I just want one, man. I'll take it. Get, well, take isn't it. that the argument? I, I'm with isn't you. I, 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 I would love though, to have one before I die. But I don't want to go through a 17-year drought again. That was miserable. There were there were times on Sunday afternoon when I was like, why do I do this to myself? Why am I watching this crap? For 17 years, I don't want that again. I can go but watch I think hockey that we there. always have Josh. It's not going to take that long to rebuild in between. It's, you know, like if we go yeah. all in, then yes, we don't have the cap space, but then people are like, yo, they just want a Super Bowl. I want to play for them. I don't mind taking the Vetman. That's what happened in, in um, New England for so long. They were getting people, you know, these veterans coming in for a one year deal playing, you know, playing on pennies. You know, so I'm just hoping that uh, we get that one and then we can figure it out afterwards. Yeah. I want to jump back here really well, quick in the comments. Like the biggest... uh, Carl, thank you for the, the super chat. Uh, he wants to know, name a player that Bean may flip for a draft pick. Sarah, I'll let you go first on that. Yeah, I think we've already said it. Boogie or AJ are, um, you know, probably the, the two on the top of, you know, most people's list at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... I don't think that there is a lot of other um, players on, you know, on the roster that we can just move on from like that right now. I think those are probably the the two that I would look at. What do you think, Mike? Oh. Yeah, I'd say we were we were kind of getting to that earlier, and uh, like I, we like Epinesa and all that, but I'm I'm really coming to the terms with like we we might have to. Um, see him go in a trade and, and see what his value is on the market. And as Shakir just hasn't shown enough, I think for us to get something <laughs> of a value back. But if, <laughs> if we don't think sad. that, you know, he's going to, or deserves this spot on the, the team, it depends on how they look at it. Then, um, then yeah, try shopping him. I just don't think that we're going to get anything, any kind of return out of, out of him. I think we can. We can get a seventh rounder for a guy. Oh yeah, well, yeah I mean, you can get a seventh rounder. You pair him up or, pretty or much do anyone. something creative with it. I don't know. I don't. But <laughs> but yeah, I, and I agree with that take, sir. I, I don't think he's done enough. And I think when 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 Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott like someone, they try to find ways to to keep that person. And I think Andy Isabella really is somebody that they they did like coming out of the draft. And I think there's somebody that they wish they could have. Um, you know, drafted themselves and just didn't have the opportunity to. And, you know, they're very impressed. And I, I, you have to pay attention to it. Like now we've we've had these guys for a few years now. Um, you got to just pay attention to the way they talk about certain guys. Shout out to Roy in the comments. He says Shakir has been here one year. Give the guy a chance. And I agree with mm-hmm. him. Um, typically, you know, when you draft a guy, you want to give rookies a few years to develop. The problem with that is when you have a team, you have a roster that's deep top to bottom like the buffalo bills are that's constantly in contention you're a top four top six team in the league there just aren't many roster spots so a lot of times you have these vets you have these guys that you just unfortunately have a roster that you just can't fit everybody so if you bring in a guy that impresses 
where are you going to cut it? Who's going to – are they going to keep eight receivers? Sarah doesn't even think they're going to keep seven. So no, she's I, like six. Oh, you no, said, you said I feel seven. I said that – now I, I that I know – yeah I, yeah, I think it was Ron that said six. I said I I'd like to keep her. seven. But now that I, um, you know, have come to terms that technically Isabella we can cut if if he's okay with saying, hey, we're going to cut you for a little bit, you know, for a day. Let's put Shakir on um, IR so it's not season-ending IR. He can go on IR. I think he has like a rib injury or something right now anyways. Um, and we put him on IR for, you know, four weeks and then figure that part out and, and um, bring Isabella back on. Um, so there's, op- you know, an opportunity there. So we might only keep six and then put someone on IR and then bring him back. Um, he's one of the veterans that we can do that to. I like him. Casey, what are your thoughts on <laughs> flipping a player for, for a pick? <clears throat> it would depend on, I mean, who it is. What are we realistically going to get for Epinesa? So we draft him in the second. I mean, is somebody really going to give us anything of – worthwhile anything higher than a fifth round pick i mean we just saw isaiah simmons go for a seventh round pick so i mean personally i mean just because i mean i made my feelings clear on epinesa i think that those six and a half sacks is worth a little bit more than the seventh round pick that six seventh round pick we would probably end up netting for him um it would just it would have to be worth my like worth the while you know like a seventh round pick yeah. for um, Lee Smith, that was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's whether or not you cut somebody else in order to to keep him on, you know, on the roster. So it, it's kind of that discussion for everybody. So if you're not going to keep him on the roster, you're going to try to find a way to, you know, to offload him and get something in return. Yeah, I'll throw another. See, I would, there, I, would have, which... I would be cutting Shaq. Well, you can cut Shaq and and bring him back to the practice squad because he's a veteran. So it's yeah. that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, but Shaq that would to be, me is more. That's what I'm thinking. If I'm gonna say I who I want in a in a game, I want Shaq over AJ. Hands down. Period. Yeah. Really. Yeah, agreed. I I'm gonna throw a name out there too because. Hey. There's a lot of comments here about Shakir. A lot of people supporting him, saying he's only been here a year. Give him a chance. Um, Kyer Elam, same situation, only been here a year, and it sounds like a lot of the Bills fans are ready to throw him out the door. <laughs> what do you guys think about Kyer Elam? Is he somebody that you think has a future on this team? Uh, and if not, is there a potential of maybe trading him and flipping him for a pick? As a first-rounder of this early in his career, you might actually get something more of value from in, a, in, that, in that kind of a deal, and I think that the Bills have some depth at the position and could afford to do that. Uh, what do you guys think on about that possibility? I mean, as as far as the depth at, at the position, I feel like he's more towards the top. I want to say, and, and the same thing with Shakir. I'd like to see him, you know, get more of the opportunity. He's new to the league. He's he's obviously learning still, um, but I do see him doing some some things, you know. And I like the physicality of his play, um, and, and that type of thing. I, if we're talking trading, I, I I don't know if we could pair Epinesa and uh, and Shakira up. We would it would it be worth it to do two for one and get one player and and who would that be? But you'd have to find a team that that needed uh that could use that sort of help. Yeah, 
I think Casey, Elam what do you think? deserves. I, I was gonna say I think Elam deserves a chance. Uh, yeah. Um, he came he came on strong like last six games of last season, and then I'm kind of surprised that they just, you know, didn't give him the starting role so that he you know was playing more you know reps through camp and through the off season with the first team you know consistently i thought that maybe mm-hmm. they try to scare him a little bit into it which i don't know if it's working um the only thing with that bothers me with him is uh he's handsy and gets caught for it so stop getting caught <laughs> casey what do you think Speaking of that penalty, what I liked is uh, you're, you're talking about the penalty he got in the preseason game. I feel like he he bounced back like the next play and and kind of drew the penalty too. So I, I kind of I like well, him. He's I like been seeing penalized him make a lot. A, yeah, make <laughs> he's been adjustment. penalized a lot. I'm not it's yeah. just not the one the one penalty. Right, true. Um, true. he's you know the the pass interference is getting a little out of hand with him. Um, you know, but he's he's been a man coverage guy and it's. I think he's been used to covering a certain way and he's getting flagged for it in the NFL. So he's okay. got to change that up a little bit, but people just be talking in these comments sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are yeah. you referring to? By Walter here saying Isabella's trajectory is closer to being out of the league than being a roster, but wide receiver It's just not true. And like when you and when you say stuff like this and and like you know and and it's all love to Walter obviously, but when you say stuff like this and and like you're on a platform where there's several people that talk, a lot of times this is how things kind of get started and this is how um, a conversation gets going that just isn't true. To say that his trajectory is closer to being out of the league, he was in a horrible situation in Arizona where his coach just shouldn't have been the coach. He shouldn't have been the, the offensive play caller. His quarterback was more interested in playing Call of Duty than studying for the games. His <laughs> wide receiver was suspended for the first, his, his number one wide receiver was suspended for the first six games of the season for performance enhancement drugs. So, I mean, it was just a horrible, the, the GM got suspended and then sat down for uh, doing some bad thing. It, it was just a horrible situation top to bottom for the entire organization. Just wasn't good. So, you know, I I don't know. I, people people might view it that way by what they might hear from other people, from what they see, but I'm telling you what the truth is. Andy Isabella should make this roster. His skill set will fit what Josh Allen's skill set is, and it would be a match and a marriage made in heaven to pair uh, also with Josh. And I'm serious. Like, to pair with Stefan Diggs, you add that speed, yeah. and then you have Kincaid in the slide, and you have – it would be beautiful. I'm telling he you. He looks good out there. Isn't he that really what they brought Deontay Hardy in for, though, that exact role? He that, did. That so you have, you have similar roles, so that's where – but then you figure you got, like, three guys on the team right now that have the same skill set. And, and to Walter's point here, and this is the one thing I'm kind of curious about, is the fact that he's been on a couple of – why can't he stick on a roster? Why is it – and sometimes that happens, but what is it about him that he has not been able to stay on a roster? He's, I think, a second-round pick. He has all the physical tools, but he can't stay on a roster. And I I think there is something to that. Like, why not? Why can't he? Maybe he just didn't fit, like, the team's style of play. You know, like it's I, possible. I don't know. Ron, I kind there of are... think of that Beasley role. You know, we had Beasley around. You know, some short. I just think it's unfair. Yards. 
Well, I just think it's unfair when we when we phrase it that way, where it's like he can't stick on a roster. Because again, I don't think that's the case. He's stuck on a roster in Arizona, but the roster was in shambles. So, so you know, you can stick to something, but you you stick to a sinking ship. It doesn't matter. Wasn't you know he I mean? like, on Baltimore? Didn't it, like isn't that where he got cut from? Baltimore, I believe they brought him in. If I'm not mistaken, he was brought in like. It wasn't even like a real situation. He well, was the, I mean, but then they got o- they got Odell, so obviously right. they so weren't it wasn't him. they're not going to keep him over Odell Beckham Jr. So it wasn't okay. that he couldn't stick to a roster. It, it, the roster in Arizona was horrible. The, just the whole situation. Then he goes to Baltimore. It just doesn't. It just okay. Right. We got OBJ. We don't need your piece. All right. It's not that he didn't stick to a roster. I just think it's a it's a false narrative that we shouldn't push for a guy that's very close to making a. And I think he's a lot closer than what most of us obviously think. Yeah, yeah. Like he, there was got, two comments. Yeah. I, I was just want to say there was two comments quickly. The um, Spinhead said Reed Ferguson would be a good candidate for you know the the IR guys um, to cut in you know, waiting in the parking lot. We do mm-hmm. that to Reed every year. It, it'll happen again this year. That's why yeah. they keep his every dead cap year. at zero. Um, they, year. you know, they do it every year. So, um, that'll definitely happen again this year. Um, and then, um, someone, oh, it was also spin had put, uh, what Isaiah Simmons, um, had been better than Dotson. Um, on Twitter a lot today, people were going back and forth, very angry that we didn't, um, even, you know, look at as, uh, Isaiah Simmons just to, to kind of put out there, he's not a Mike, even though he played middle linebacker, he's not, he, that was not his position. And he asked to no longer be a linebacker. He asked to be moved into the safety role. Um, the Giants are probably going to put him back as linebacker, but um, people need to stop. You know, they see linebacker, and then all of a sudden we made we made a mistake because we didn't you know grab him. It was it would have not been in the role. They have a three four defense over in Arizona. It's completely different. His role would have been completely different. So we need to to kind of get off the, the Isaiah Simmons boat i guess yeah i'm with you sarah i'm just gonna add this one thing really quick we are we're already kind of we're past an hour but when it comes to guys like shakir obviously i I have a special place in my heart for him i watched him here at boise for his whole career but like i told um my uh, casey earlier this week since doing this content as all of us do being a content creator writing for the the team doing these podcasts i've realized that i once a player comes to Buffalo, I suddenly was like, oh, they're the greatest player of all time. That's how I was as a fan. <laughs> but I realized I've got to set that aside. And at the end of the day, whoever makes this team the best, that's who I want on the field. And if that's Isabella, by all means, cut Shakir and put Isabella on, on the roster. I don't think we go seven receivers, partially because we are, I think we're going to have a lot of 12 personnel. So I don't see a need for seven receivers. But then again, who knows? But like I said, at the end of the day, Best 11. I don't care what their name is as long as they make this team the best team in the league and we get a Super Bowl. I'm with you, but does that happen in Buffalo often? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I, like, know. It, I feel like we cut guys or we we trade guys or we get rid of guys sometimes that are better than the guy that we kept for their role. And, and it happens a lot, whether that's – Joe and I talk about it on Hump Day often. You know, he, his guy is Isaiah Hodges, so he always talks about it. He's like, you cut Isaiah Hodges, and we didn't even have a boundary receiver. Drug gets in. But, but, but it's the truth. Like, a lot of times they'll keep certain guys that either – Wyatt Teller, uh, Spence says in the comments, there's guys that they'll, they'll get rid of who are, who are way better than the guy that we're keeping them for. So, you know yeah. – we're saying that 
I like Shakir. I, I like really. There's only a couple guys that I like want traded, and it's not Shakir. It's not any of the really the guys that we talked about. So you know, really, I'll be happy with whatever group of receivers we put out this season. Um, I think having Kincaid automatically just upgrades this offense. So I'm happy. I just really think that a lot of people. I had. I don't know it all because I have season tickets and I actually got to watch the Arizona Cardinals in person. But when I tell you, you know, he's a very impressive receiver. He's a bit like Andy is a bit. He's not a top five guy. No, but I mean, like he's one of those guys that you have on your roster that he just does the little things that don't really get, you know, like he'll make those catches on third down, like third and four. He, he's that guy that makes those, those mm-hmm. catches. And, and it's just, I'm telling you, you give a guy like that, you give a guy like Josh Allen somebody like this, man, and I'm just I'm telling you, he, Bills fans will fall in love with y'all. Love a little dirty. He dropped every pass that came his way. He fumbled every time he did. You will fall in love with Andy Isabella. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious, man. Now between him and Hardy, is one suited? I feel like Hardy's better suited at the at the return role. Yeah, so I would that, say that. Right, I would say that. But yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see Isabella on this team. Mm-hmm. Oh. We'll probably see a lot of him this weekend. But we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Everybody, thank you for the comments. Appreciate that. Hit the like, subscribe. Uh, As a reminder, too, we've got the big beer reveal party coming up uh, September. What is that date again? 16th. September 16th. (laughs) September 16th. Yep. Uh, so all of the Buffalo Rumblings crew will be there. Uh, so come on aren't out, you meet us all. I'm performing. Aren't you on the Aren't you on the pod? And you don't even know like when your show is. What's up, man? <laughs> man, okay. Yeah, I'm but you're gonna be in town for quite a few days, so it doesn't matter what exactly what day it is. He's gonna be there. <laughs> I'll be there Thursday before, and I think we're there through Monday, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Okay. Um, right. But I let my wife handle the logistics, and everything, and I just follow along. <laughs> but smart, man. <laughs> smart, yeah. Anyways. We're going to get out of here. We will. Oh, uh, next week we are moving to Fridays uh, for at least a little while. I've got a stepson who plays football. So their games are on Thursdays. I don't know why it's Thursdays, but it is all season long. So kind of got to make those games. But anyways, for the Mafia cast, for Casey, sorry, he kind of had to bounce, uh, had some technical issues. But for him and everybody, we'll see you guys next week. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.